Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Breeden RV Center, family owned and operated, a no pressure, laid back atmosphere, and always home of the free maintenance for life. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. Postseason Monday, Chuck. Begins on Thursday. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I guess for some it starts Wednesday. So uh, this is going to be a big basketball week. We'll obviously focus on our guys, but, man, if you like watching college basketball, this is is it right here. It's where teams punch their ticket to the NCAA tournament and the smaller conferences. Do you guys get into the other conference tournaments outside of the kind of the big dogs. Was there some already yesterday? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the Missouri Valley tournament was, didn't they go final yesterday? I think I saw that. So. Yeah, Drake got in. Yeah, so, I mean, it, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, this will be championship, don't think they call it championship week, mm-hmm. I guess, on ESPN. I saw a graphic that CBS put out of how the NCAA tournament goes about their selection starts, I think, Wednesday night, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Is there any idea to the SEC at some point pushing the NCAA or their tournament back a day so they finish up on Saturday. I know that people have spoken to that before. I've always thought that was a TV deal as okay. much as, I mean, there's only so much real estate for Sunday championship games and Saturday championship games. And I've always thought, guys, that was, you know, the TV networks had as much to do with that as your your hopes to get more teams in a tournament. No doubt about it. I mean, all that stuff's done for television. I've I've always been of the belief that with maybe an exception or two, maybe an automatic bid, maybe one team that's right smack dab on the bubble, I think by the time these guys gather for breakfast on Sunday morning, on that selection Sunday, I think about the time they gather for breakfast, they know where they're going. Mm -hmm. There may be one, two, three games during the course of the day that might affect things. Um, but, but, and I'm not saying they've, you know, they've got it all drawn up and we're going to punch one team in right here if this game goes this way. Although I don't know that it's far from that, but I think they'll have a pretty good idea before, uh, before we get to Sunday afternoon, but I don't think playing Saturday would change that. I mean, stop and think about it. This committee's worked for four plus months to get to selection Sunday. And it's almost like we believe they just begin doing their work on the last day. Oh, I mean, right. it's, right. it's just, it's just right. so foolish. The way we think about it as fans a lot of times, think about any project you worked on for a length of time that matters as, as much as this does. Uh, you know, the heavy lifting, not, you know, or as Clay likes to say, the hay, was, the hay is in the barn already to a great degree heading into this week. Well, 
to an extent it is yes now there's still you know today there's still work to be done i do think by the time we get to the end of the week it'll be pretty obvious in most cases um who's going to be in and who's going to be out but um you know you think about the college football playoff committee i mean the number of times that they meet during the course of the year uh, i remember when jeff long was on the committee and he'd be you know he'd be gone a lot even you know, even for meetings that necessarily didn't result in a vote. So, yes, I think they're doing work. They've been doing work. Uh, being on the selection committee, um, you know, that's that's something I'm sure in these people's minds they pay attention to year-round. So, any of us feel different about Arkansas's tournament status this morning versus where we were Friday? Chuck, no. you feeling different? No, because, uh, you know, the, the and people can cuss the metrics all they want, but, you know, when you look at, when you look at the numbers, and I've not seen any bracket that's got Arkansas out. I've not seen any bracket that's got Arkansas as low as first four buys. Um, I mean, they're in, uh, regardless of what happens on uh, Thursday, in my opinion. It's not to say that you don't want to go down there and win, but I think they're in either way. Bracketmatrix.com has them as an eight seed right now, and uh, maybe if they lose on Saturday, they'll be a nine seed. I just don't want them to wind up at Dayton. I just said there's there's not really... I don't think they're going to end up at Dayton. I think the lowest they could go would be 10. Now, look, if they lose Thursday, it would not surprise me at all to see Arkansas as a 10 seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, the, the, the net's the primary tool, but it's not the end-all, be-all. And uh, But, you know, here's the thing, and I, I actually talk about this on the podcast today, is that... You know, for those who say Arkansas does not belong in the NCAA tournament, have you watched much college basketball this year? Have you watched the other teams play? Find me a dominant team out there. There's not. Houston's as close as we've got. Alabama's pretty close. Um, Alabama's going to deal with a level of spotlight glare that they've not dealt with before when the NCAA tournament starts. As bad as it was two weeks ago, it's going to be even worse when March Madness begins, and I don't know that they're not going to wilt during the course of all this. But my point is, is that, you know, there's not a dominant team out there. Go through the top ten today. Go through the top ten today and ask yourself if any of those teams outside of maybe Houston and Alabama has looked like a national champion this year. Ask yourself, among those ten teams, who would you bet to get to the Final Four? I mean, bet. Um, it's as wide open as it's ever been. There's not a great team out there. I'm not sure they're really, you know, by true basketball standards, I'm not sure how many really, really good teams there are out there. There are a lot of teams that have looked good at times. There are a lot of teams that have looked lousy at times, even those ranked in the top five. So uh, this is an NCAA tournament team. Go through the top 25 today. When you're done, ask yourself, are there 43 other teams more worthy than Arkansas being in the tournament? The answer is going to be no. So, I mean, this, is, uh, this team's going to be in. This team's going to be in. And, look, they're not exactly racing to the finish line. It's more like a, you know, a skid at this point. But, um, you know, what they've done in terms of their whole body of work is going to get them in. I was looking at the, the newest net ranking this morning, and Arkansas is the highest-ranked team with less than 20 wins, 19 and 12. They're, they're – um, regular season finish as we know they're 18th this morning in the net ranking now to your point in the top 10 i looked down at it, houston and bama and tennessee one two three ucla purdue uconn kansas 
And then St. Mary's at 8, Gonzaga, and Texas round out the 10. Any of those teams, you'd say, I'm definitely, no matter what the draw, no matter what the matchup, any of those teams, you say, yeah, I'm putting them in the Final Four? No. No. And, and, and that's the point, is that, you know, I honestly think, and, I, you know, people are going to, uh, you know, I, I'm not embellishing. I think there's 10, 12 teams that could win the national championship. And I think there's even more than that that could get to the Final Four if they get on a run. Because I don't know that there's that one team. There's no team in the tournament. This is why, you know, I'm not all that upset about being Arkansas. Of, of, if, if Arkansas is an eight or a nine, doesn't really bother me that much. I don't see a number one seed out there that, you know, I don't think somebody can beat. I, I, I don't see a UNLV or, a, you know, one of the great UNLV teams, one of the great Duke teams. I, I just don't see that out there. But who can play that? Who can find that magic level for a couple of weeks? You well, know, get through the, the first weekend yeah. and then find that, that that's the team you're you're searching for. Well, right, and you know, look, some of these games. Let's just be honest. Some of these games, as we get into the you know the meat of the NCAA tournament, are going to be won like a lot of regular season games are won at the free throw line, and um, <laughs> you just don't know. You just don't know what's going to be in the belly of these guys when, uh, you know, when you get to that point. Well, that's the case. Arkansas screwed, considering they keep dropping at the free throw line in percentage. They're, I think, 286th as of this morning. So if that is the case, Arkansas's chances are drastically, drastically lower than what they need to that's be. Not going to well, change. you're not breaking any news there. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we know that. And uh, my point is, is that, you know, the teams that get to that, you know, that end of the line, they will have made a lot of free throws. They will have made a lot of free throws would be my guess. Yeah, because, you know, no breaking news here either. The NCAA tournament will be called tighter than what we've seen in the regular season. It will not be as physical in the NCAA tournament as what we've seen in the SEC all year long. I'm telling you, the last two games Arkansas has played have been the, most, have, have, have been the two most physical games of the year. Um, they've let them play. I mean, now they've. Let, now I know there were a lot of fouls called Saturday, mm -hmm. but uh, man, I'm telling you, when they played Tennessee the other night, and it was really this way in the Alabama game too. I mean, uh, you, I mean, there's so much pushing and shoving going on in there. That's why some of these games are getting chippy. Um, they're letting a lot of that stuff go on in there right now, and. Um, yeah, well, I suspect they, when we get to the tournament, it won't be quite like it is. Honestly, they called them all. Nobody would be left for the second half. They'd, be, they'd all be fouled out. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just turned into it to physical rough post play, which is nothing new. But there's so many drives to the hole that result in contact. You can't have a whistle on all of it. And a lot of it's initiated by the offensive player. But you're right, Saturday was it's from a post position, from, from an inside with the big guys, that was as rough a game and... I think you just kind of had to select what you because you couldn't call every one of them. That's for sure. It was a two and a half hour game. Yeah. Well, I mean, and they could have called more. They could have called know, more. It's, uh, um, you know, it was just a frustrating day. Yeah. So you you brought up the chippiness as we jump back into this Kentucky game, Chuck. What what was your vantage point on the sequence? We played the the Devo call. I what I saw is Devo thought he drew an offensive foul an illegal skein on Oscar Shebway was excited about it. They initially gave him a tech and then I guess he was drawn after the fact and they gave him another tech. Is that what you saw on Saturday? Yeah, I mean uh, I thought it was an illegal screen. I mean I, 
I've gotten to where I don't really know what constitutes that anymore. Nobody's still. Everybody's moving. Um, you know, um, Devo got teed up, went to the bench, and you know, I, I, from where I sit, I mean, what goes on at the bench is peripheral, and there was stuff going on out on the floor. Obviously, he kept jawing over there, and um, I think, you know, he got, I mean, I think Z saw that part better than I did, but he got teed up, and there he went. Yeah. The play started, if you, if you go back and look at him, you remember, Devo puts his hand right in the guard's face. I don't remember who had the ball for yeah. like, and Reeves. I mean, that, hands his, the his hands is, is not three or four inches from, his, from that player's nose, right? Okay. You're asking for attention when you do that. You're going to get all eyes on you. Uh, that you're asking, you're asking to be watched when you do something of that nature. And then Sheboy sets the screen, he pushes through it, and then he waves off with two hands the referee. That is automatic. That is, you will not watch a game where a player does that and is not assessed a technical foul. Well, no one's debating that. I think they're debating was it a good call or not. No one's debating whether Devo deserved that T. Yeah. He did. You're right. But, but it started to me with the, the hand call. in the face that just draws attention well, to yourself. I mean, you don't see every, every coach out there coaches hands in the eyeball. Every coach out there does. But four inches from the face. That, that, yeah, that, that's what that hands in the eyeballs are. Is that a foul? Nope. Okay. But I'm just saying it gets attention. You have my attention if I'm if I'm watching Devo, that play as an official. Devo, you have my undivided attention. Devo does that every game, though. So, it's not like an uncommon thing that he... But uh, then when you push through the screen, I'm just saying, that creates attention on yourself when you go through. So That's Oscar all I'm saying. slamming his elbow into Mikel's temple, that, that's not an attention I believe grabber. Was, uh, yeah, they, they issued a... A, uh, a common foul and a, and a flagrant one on that play. I didn't realize, can you get five flagrant ones and mm -hmm. still be in? That's Damn. wild. I was thinking that it was just two flagrant ones or one flagrant two in the ejection. That's what, now, a flagrant two and you're, you're disqualified from the game, but yeah. one flagrant two. Yeah. But, yeah, you flagrant you could have five flagrant ones if, if all five of your fouls were F1s. Now, I'm going to guess you're probably not going to be around that long if you're playing that <laughs> way. I'm going to guess that they'll, they'll find some other ways, but uh, would be my guess. But... Um, yeah, by rule, you're correct. Chuck, you, you mentioned the physicality. How do you think the Mitchell Twins have handled that the last three games? They have not had near the impact as they did in kind of the middle of conference play. Well, I think the results speak for themselves. I'm, I, I mean, um, I mean, they're, you know, the, I mean, if you're asking me to trash them, I'm not going to do that. But the numbers speak for themselves. What is the the remedy for that then? Again, well, you they were having more physical. They, you got a man up. They were having such an impact. I mean, go back to Oscar's last performance in Rupp, where I think he had nine and seven. It's not like he blew them away this game. This was game was more about Antonio Reeves and more about Jacob Toppin. But he did have a couple of uh, good plays on the on the Twins. He had a double double. Yeah, but I mean, he didn't. I, I think he had like forty and twenty on Georgia earlier this year, and last year he had thirty and twenty on Arkansas. So it's not like he had near the impact as he's had in previous games, but. I mean, is that just Mikel Mackay? Y'all got to be tougher down there. And I, I mentioned this earlier. People just want to bash on them. They're not getting any help from the guards or wings. They're just straight line drive mm -hmm. after straight line drive. I mean, yep. well, you're, you're in you're in dead water. You're in dead man land when you're a big and it's a two on one situation near the cup. You're either going to get an alley oop thrown over the top, or you're going to have to slide over. And there's probably going to be a blocker. Something like that. It's just, it, it's very difficult in those types of situations. And there's been more and more of that lately. And you can only defend about half of the lane anyway because you got the restricted area. 
to me, where Arkansas has had their breakdowns when they've struggled defensively is they've not stopped the ball. Just as simple as that. Um, that's, uh, you know, that's when they've struggled defensively, when I've seen them have bad games on defense, that's where it starts because that's when the bad things happen. That's when, you know, you get into situations where, you know, your big guys have to make decisions. And sometimes you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I mean, when the other side beats you with the basketball, when they beat you off the dribble and you don't stop it, um, you know, you're not going to look good. I mean, you're just not going to look good. And when I have seen them break down, that's where it generally starts. But that shouldn't have been an issue the last two games. You know why? Because no Sakai Ziegler, their starting point guard, he's out. You didn't have not one, but two of Kentucky's primary ball handlers and Casey Wallace and Severe Wheeler did not play in that game. Fredericks, their third, he's hampered. He's not getting to play a lot of minutes. In the last two games, that should not have been an issue. Because well, I don't best, know about that. But the best ball handlers on the opposing team are not on the floor. That should well, not other, have been an issue for this basketball team but, if you look at the last two games. There's the other no, guys are on scholarship too but now, they're not. But they're not point guards, Chuck. They're, but... but they're, I'm not, but the point guard's not the only guy that takes the ball to the rack. That's that's true, and Arkansas switches off with AB and Devo and Nick sometimes. But when you look at a team and how and who gets them going in the flow of their offense and how it goes about, those three players that I just mentioned for Tennessee and Kentucky are the gas that makes the engine go. And you haven't had to play any of them really the last three games. I know you played Zakai for the first four minutes or whatever, but that should not have been an issue. The offensive explosion that you've allowed these last two games is unacceptable because the primary guys haven't been handling the ball or even on the floor. That's what I think that's what Must is frustrated with. You can tell in the post game, it's like this is not who we are defensively and we're not even playing the cream of the crop in terms of who we have to guard. Reeves, I, I don't remember what he did in the first game. There's no reason he should have had 37 and you lost your best defender because Devo got too emotionally unstable, unfortunately, but there's just the offensive output that you have given up the last two games should not have happened with the fact of who you're playing. It, it just shouldn't, period. Well, but what's your analysis on it? We all know that, that, that that's the frustrating part. I, I mean, you're saying it shouldn't have happened. Well, you wait, can't let that happen. Unacceptable. I, I, why do you think it happened? What the, are you seeing? The analysis is what you just brought up. There's too many straight line drives. There's too many blow-bys. There's too many olays to the rim and guys getting off clean looks. That's what the issue is, and that's not what Arkansas basketball is defensively. That's not why they've been a top 20, top 10 at times defensive efficiency team. And, yes, you played some really talented ball clubs. Alabama's at full strength. I am not giving anything up against that Alabama. That's fine. Listen, they go for 86, I think is what it was. That's understandable. The Tennessee and Kentucky game, that's not acceptable for what you gave up defensively. And, again, what Eric Musselman said in the postgame was, we played good against Alabama. That is an acceptable performance in a loss three to the best team in college basketball on the road. The Tennessee and Kentucky performances, that's not our standard. That's how he framed it in the postgame. That is not the standard of Arkansas basketball. Not this year, not the years before, especially on the defensive end. It's just not. Nothing? No, I mean, I, no, I, I mean you're just repeating you. everything Must said. I mean, we're just letting you go, man. Go get him. I can tell I'm mad this morning, and I feel like Eric Musselman. Well, I mean, I agree with you. I mean, too many straight line drives, you know, not getting in position. Uh, I don't, you know, I'm not a coach. I can't, you know, is there footwork? Back? I don't know. But um, but there's, you can't give up 88 at home and win. You're just not going to do that. 
you know, I go back to an 88 is a problem. Yeah. But how about, the, how about the play at the cup? How about finishing at the rim? We were talking about that on Friday. You got a high percentage of, of, of shooting. You lead the league in that category. But was it two for 20? Mm-hmm. Must set at the, at the rim. Um, that's not in the box score, but they have those numbers. Um, that, that's, that's to me where the game was lost. You lost momentum. You, you let it slip away because too many times at the rim, you couldn't, couldn't put the ball in the hole. Well, when they played in Lexington, they scored 88 points, and 46 of them were in the paint. They played Saturday. They scored 79 points. 26 of them were in the paint. Yeah. And then Kentucky scored 88, same number Arkansas did in Lexington. They had nearly 40 points in the paint. Yep. Arkansas won the game in Lexington in the paint. They lost the game in the paint Saturday. Yeah, Musk was talking about that after the game. We didn't finish around the rim. We didn't make foul shots like we need to to beat a team like Kentucky. I thought they played pretty desperate coming off a loss, and, you know, there was a lid on the rim. That's what happened. What did he say? There was a lid on the rim. Lid on the rim. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I thought there were too many baseline drives where we took it too deep. Every, and I say too big. There were three or four, and he's too And then we tried to go from underneath the basket, and sometimes you can make that play with, with a big body like Shebway. You can't jump backwards trying to make a shot and get very many of them in a game with that many big guys in there. Well, Mikel, Mikel. I think we're focusing too much on our guys, and here's why. We beat Kentucky by 15 in Lexington. They came off a loss to Vanderbilt. Um, Kentucky was ready to play, baby. I mean, this was a revenge Saturday for them. This was a statement game. You could tell from the jump that uh, they had some fire in the belly on Saturday. And, um, you know... Sometimes when you beat somebody on their home floor the first time around, you think, well, we're going to sweep them when they come to our place. And all they're thinking is, hey, we're going to get back at you. And, guys, I mean, we're not the only team with good players. I mean, and Zakai Ziegler's not the only good player on Tennessee. And Severe Wheeler and Cason Wallace are not the only good players on Kentucky. Uh, They got good guys left. The idea that if you lose someone, your season's over, that's not true. Um, Kentucky's playing well right now. But what you know, Arkansas came off a loss to Tennessee. They needed more fire in the belly. They need they needed to respond better, and they didn't. You Look, know? this has been a frustrating year, and I get it. It's it 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 has been a very very frustrating season. Um, you know, and here you are at the end, and man, you played Alabama, Tennessee, and Kentucky in succession. You didn't win any of them, and uh, it's frustrating. And I get all that. Good news is that, you know, as good as Auburn is playing right now, um, you know, I don't know that it's going to be like playing Tennessee or Alabama on the road, and I don't even know that it's going to be like playing Kentucky here. So uh, you got to regroup, and you got to find a way to try to win a game. If you just win a game, sometimes this thing can take off in the other direction. Kentucky, the reality is the last – I know they lost at Vanderbilt, but for the last two weeks they've been rounding in like a top-four team. The The – I don't know if the Vanderbilt game's a one-off. We'll find out how they play in the tournament. But they have shown improvement since losing to Arkansas. I know Vanderbilt sets that, that narrative back a little bit, but the reality is their body of work over the last four or five games has been pretty good. Well, I think at some point we're going to have to stop thinking losses to Vanderbilt are bad. Well, let's not act like we beat them. I mean, they beat us there. I mean, guys, Vanderbilt finished 11-7 and seven in the league. It's three games better than we did. So when you're talking about losing to Vanderbilt, and you know, I I I I, I think we think of the old Vanderbilt. I mean, in my mind, Jerry Stackhouse, the coach of the year in the league. 
uh, you know, he's probably exceeded expectations more, more than anybody else uh, this year, that's for sure. My hey, point is, is Kentucky got beat by a good team. Huh? And, uh, Without they their were, best player. Huh? Without their best player. Robbins was out the majority of that game. No, you're right. I understand that. Yeah. I understand that. And, and Vanderbilt beat Mississippi State without Robbins, too, on Saturday night. And so, um, you know, I, I, I don't think a loss to Vanderbilt's as bad as we made it out to be. Hey, it's Phil Elson. From all these years watching baseball, I've grown accustomed to watching closers in their element. James Teague isn't closing innings anymore, he's closing cases. With almost 30 years in the business, Teague Law Firm is a general practice firm that can help you with most family law issues, divorce, custody, and child support. They can also help with criminal law, both felonies and misdemeanors. Call James and the Teague Law Firm at 479-531-2785, 531-2785, online at teague-law.com. The Teague Law Firm, if they can't help you, they'll talk baseball. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. That's B-L-E-A-V. BetOnline, where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So next to the media section in on Saturday's game against the Kentucky Wildcats, football coaches had a lot of recruits in town. They got introduced at halftime. I think everyone, with the exception of Scott Fountain, was there. But, guys, you had a big weekend for Arkansas football. And based on some of the things that I was reading, some of the things I heard, a lot of these guys really enjoyed their visit in a, a fun – well, it was a loss. It was a really fun environment on Saturday. Yeah, I don't think the outcome of the basketball game affects football recruits. I really don't. Now, I think the atmosphere makes an impression on them, good or bad. And I'm sure they got a good impression in terms of the atmosphere. So, sounds like they had a good weekend. And, um, you know, you're not going to hear anybody say, man, we had a bad recruiting weekend. I mean, it wasn't any fun at all. Nobody had a good time and wish we hadn't done it. So, I mean, I'm sure everyone had fun. Now, what it's going to mean later on down the road, we'll find out. But I'm sure it was a good weekend for everybody involved. Yeah. And most importantly, all the coaches got a big, big round of applause. And the loudest was for the head coach at the very end. And, you know, they called the Hogs. So, I mean, um, you know, from a building standpoint, an atmosphere standpoint, you signal there's there's a lot of great support for this coaching staff, which I believe there is. But, I mean, that, that was bared out by the, by the, the, uh, the volume of the applause for the coaches. Well, I think what was puzzling to me is Saturday, you had a turnover for Arkansas, and then you had a turnover for Kentucky, and then Nick did this. Hogs into the front court. Black drives the right side, feeds Mackay on the roll. Smith's open in the corner, and a three-pointer's good. I felt like after that, I was like, all right, Arkansas's going to get this win. I know early on things change, things adjust, but every time that they inched closer, like there was a play where Jordan had a spot-up three on transition after he just drilled one like a minute or two before, it just missed these like little shots or little runs that they, they couldn't get over the hump against these guys. And they couldn't get stops. To me, that was the biggest thing. I mean, you gave up 88 points. That was the biggest thing to me. 
we tend to focus on the offense, and I understand all that. And they weren't able to finish in the paint, and I know what the numbers say. I'm looking at them right now. But um, to me, the the issue Saturday was on the other end of the floor. Uh, you just couldn't get stops. Well, I know in, in conjunction with that, so you had Jalen Graham come in. He immediately has an impact offensively and gets dunks, and people were like, all right, why does he need to play more winding than this? And then Oscar Shibway sealed him on two straight possessions, and they got two easy layups, and he was – eventually taken out right after that. You had this where you make a play offensively, like you're saying, Chuck, and then Kentucky would just go down and either beat you to the rim or do whatever, which I, I think surprised a lot of people. It's like this team offensively at times this season has looked inept, and but their defense has been consistently there. But these last two games, it and really last three, it just hasn't been what you're kind of used to and expecting. No, the numbers have not been what they were. That's for sure. And again, I I think the issue Saturday was on the defensive end. I uh, um, we focus on the basketball and the offense and all that. And but uh, you got to get stops, man. This time of year, it's about getting stops. If you don't get them in critical moments, you're not going to win. Yeah. Tommy, if I would have told you they had six turnovers in this game, oh. you would have thought they would have won. I'd right? have lost my house. I'd have lost your car. <laughs> I lost it all. Camry. I would have lost it all because, I mean, I think Musk said this after the game. I was listening to you and Musk have a conversation there on the postgame show, Chuck, that he can't recall a time he's had a team with six turnovers lose a basketball game. I mean, absolutely. You'd have, if, you, if that was the only stat you got privy to that this is a fact, you'd have, you'd have bet Arkansas was going to win and win going away. But, um, yeah. It just tells you, you think you get things figured out, you're looking at numbers, you got to do this, you got to do that. Chuck, you always remind us each game's different, and here's a game where you, you do some things like not turn the ball over very much, and you still find a way to lose by, by giving up 88 points. Well, part of the deal there is that the turnovers that they did force, they didn't score at the clip that they did in Lexington. When they played them up there, Arkansas uh, won the points-off turnovers battle 23-10. to 10. You know, when they turned them over, they scored. Now, they forced 15 turnovers on Saturday. That's a pretty good number. But they only scored 15 points off of them. They were plus eight at the end of the night in points off turnovers, whereas they'd been plus 13 in points off turnovers in Lexington. And you combine that with the fact that they scored 20 fewer points in the paint this time around as opposed to the first time around. And the first time around, you were only minus two and second-chance points. You basically got a push. This time, you were minus eight. You know, all those minuses start adding up, and that's why he lost by nine. Losing Devo, I thought, you know, talk about the defense. I mean, you, you, you can't lose your best defender for 18 minutes of the ball game and get better. And you said Reeves had 15 in the first half. and then 15 scored. in the first half. Would they be 22, I in guess, the in the second, second half? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that cost you the ball game. But that was a big letdown, Chuck, for this team is when you don't have your best defender in Devo to, to close out the ball game and really for the basically the entire second half. Well, it, it, I thought it affected the psyche of the team as much as it did anything. I mean, respectfully to Devo, it's not like he was shutting Reeves down. Um, you know, 15 in the first half means 30, you know, if he does even the same thing in the second half. So it's not like they were shutting him down. But I thought psychologically, um, I thought it changed things. Yes, it changed things defensively. Certainly it did. But, um, you know, they were up two when that happened, and then they were up eight. And I thought Kentucky was in control the rest of the way. I mean, Arkansas made some runs here and there. But I thought Kentucky at that point had control of the game. Happened in, you know, the early part of the second half. And 
you know, we talk about how that's been a game-changing period of time in some of these ball games. You know, what happens in the early part of that second half, and that was a, um, you know, that was a, you know, that was a six-point swing, and yeah. it turned a two-point game into an eight-point game. You know, and we we forget often that Kentucky goes on the road and faces what they see at Arkansas. They get they get the opponent's best shot every time they go on the road from a crowd standpoint. I'm sure they don't play in front of very many crowds on the road that aren't sellout crowds, particularly on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Kentucky's just more experienced than most, better equipped, and handled the emotions of the atmosphere better than the Razorbacks did. And, you know, that's the one thing that Kentucky has an edge on a lot of teams. Texas is the same way in football. They bring out the worst in the opponent's crowd and bring out the biggest numbers, and they're just used to dealing with it. Well, I think we forget how motivated they probably were after Arkansas won by 15 at their place. You know, we talk about payback games. You know, uh, um, we're going to play one Thursday. Um, You look at Muss's record. Pretty good in payback games. And that's part of it. I mean, coaches will say, oh, you know, it doesn't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. And then they walk in that locker room and they talk about (laughs) those guys pushed you around. They pushed you around. And they probably say it in more graphic terms than I just did. And, of course, it matters. And Kentucky thought about that. And they'd lost to Vanderbilt. And, obviously, Cal had him foaming at the mouth. I mean, they came out. Arkansas led three to nothing. Kentucky took a four to three lead and never trailed. They were the aggressor. You know, they were the aggressor for the better part of 38, 39 minutes, maybe even 40 if you want to get right down to it. And uh, he had them ready to go. I'm not saying Arkansas wasn't ready to go. I'm saying that we tend to focus on our guys, which is understandable. But um, Kentucky was ready to play. Antonio Reeves was ready to play, and so was Oscar Shibway, and so were a lot of the others. And, and sometimes you just get beat. On the subject of Reeves, they did it a little bit, but what Musselman does a lot of times when a guy starts getting hot and going off is they double-team him every possession. They didn't do that as much as they traditionally do in that. And with Reeves having 37 in this game, and again, I think 12 of 17 was about as efficient as it gets. I was surprised that you didn't see more of that during the course mm-hmm. of the game. He knocked out, I think, all his free throws, too. I think you had to pick your poison. Were you, were you going to double-team Shibway and have you know some sagging man to, to help off on Shibway, or were you going to try to double up on Reeves at, at that point? I mean, you had to make a choice because... Um, Kentucky's smart enough to figure out if they're going to double up on him, Sheboy, and there were a few times where he was just open or on, in one-on-one defense and Sheboy just dunked on you. I mean, he, he only ended up with, what, 12 in the game but 13 rebounds? I mean, he he's hard to defend with just one guy, Chuck. Oh, I mean, they doubled down on him all game. Yeah. Just, just, just like everybody else does. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's, that's – yeah, I mean, you're right. And, and, again, that's why I go I back pick. to what I said a little bit earlier, guys – um, I know Casey Wallace didn't play. They didn't have a true point guard, but I mean, Reeves and Sheboy, that's enough to win you a lot of ball games right there. So I mean, they got other good players too. And I just um again, sometimes we we focus on the you know, we focus on our guys or the one player that the other team doesn't have, but hey, Reeves was uh Reeves was money on Saturday. I know this is one of these weeks, guys. I've been looking at the weather. It's feeling like spring today. If you ran your air conditioner over the weekend, you're probably not alone, but you're probably going to have your heater on by the end of the week. 
Um, if you're hearing funny noises, if there's a funny smell, <laughs> that'll happen from time to time yeah. when we change seasons. Let me recommend Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. And, you know, it's a company that's been around for over 50 years. It's Arkansas-owned. It's Arkansas-operated. They've got what's called the Pascal Plan Protection Program. And essentially what that does is give you peace of mind. It means they're going to do maintenance. They're going to do preparation. They're going to they're gonna take care of problems before they occur. And that's the key to keeping everything moving in your home. And that's what they specialize in at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. You can also get a complete Pascal system replacement starting at only $99 a month. So don't settle for good when you can have the best. You can schedule today at gopascal.com. Professional people, professional service. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. So our own Zach Arns will be on call for the 6A state championship this Friday when Springdale takes on Jonesboro. We've got North Little Rock against Conway for the girls, Pine Bluff against Lake Hamilton for the 5A, Valonia versus Greenwood for the girls, and you got Blytheville versus Little Rock Christian, then Farmington versus Nashville Gentry. Now, is that two teams, or is that Nashville Gentry? Is that like, or is that a school? Well, you have Nashville, Nashville and you have Gentry. Right? No, yeah. Gentry no, no. and Nashville are a long way away. Okay. I don't then think they're going to Let me look at you. That didn't sound right. The winner of that will take on Farmington. Well, they've already played, so I don't remember who won that game. But It was probably the winner of the Nashville-Gentry okay. game would be my oh. guess. They, Chuck, they you, would have played on Saturday. You got any advice for a championship game for Arns coming up on Friday? No. I mean, he's, uh, you know, he's done their games. He knows them. We'll do a good job, I'm sure. Who did you have this past weekend? In my game? Yeah. I had the Springdale-Bentonville West game on Saturday. It ended up being a pretty good game. It was, a, it was an excellent game. I think everybody was entertained. So you got the – is all the state championships, Tommy, this weekend, or they still have some – They start up? Thursday and uh, end on Saturday. It's all hot springs this week, right? Yep. It's all in hot okay. springs. And are the, the smaller classifications next weekend, do they still nope, have games? it's all this weekend. All, all this weekend. So what they've went this to is – This is it. They've went to a new format where the – same, the, the classification, whether it's 1A up to 6A, and they don't go in that order. They, the, the order's mixed up, but the boys and girls play back-to-back. And that way, and then they clear the arena, and then they bring in the next classification. So they play them by classification okay. beginning on Thursday and then work through that. I think there's 12 games, six, yeah, six classifications, 12 games. We'll have six different sessions. And that way they, they're trying to ensure that, you know, parents and, and students and People from the communities that, you know, of the four teams involved uh, are more likely to get a seat because there's been times on some of these Saturdays where uh, somebody come and park all day and then parents couldn't even watch their own kids play. Oh, wow. So. Okay. I haven't, I haven't been there. Our girls' volleyball team went to the state championship my senior year. Our basketball team was not any good, but I enjoy it. It's the convention center, right? Mm-hmm. They put from on it. Well, it's not, it's Bank of the Ozarks Arena now. Okay. They so. put on a pretty good event, at least from when I went. That was 10 years ago. Well, I guess it's been. Probably close to 15 years. They had one year where the the Sun Belt tournament was there, and they played it at Barton. But for the most part, like probably 14 of the last 15, 15 of the last 16, something like that. It's been a while since they used to play them in um, in Pine Bluff. So weird. Little Rock Christian plays 6A football, I think, and they play 4A basketball. Well, that's because there's a 7A in football and there's not a seven a in basketball it's hard to hard to grapple with it or whatever but this is the this is championship weekend for arkansas high school sports championship week across the country and uh, we're gonna be in nashville we're looking forward to that and you're gonna be over there uh, covering the sec tournament 
Uh, when are you leaving? Wednesday? Wednesday hey night. Me and Chuck and, and uh, a buddy were driving over. I'm not over. going with you. I'm leaving tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I've, tried to, I've tried to convince him. You were pretty to... quick on that, Chuck. You didn't want to have any confusion. I just want to be clear on that. Let's, 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 <laughs> not, get any, let's not make any plans <laughs> Listen, that aren't going to happen. Chuck just wants hey, to be coworkers. I want to you, be friends. You, he you can call Shotgun <laughs> right now, Chuck. Just go ahead and call Shotgun. You can have the front seat with, with yeah. Ty. Yeah. I think, I'll, uh, I think I'll make my own arrangements, but I appreciate you asking. <laughs> Introducing Your Choice Tuesday at Buffalo Wild Wings. Buy one, get one 50% off on our traditional wings on Tuesdays. Then the best thing about Thursday at Buffalo Wild Wings is buy one, get one free on our boneless wings. Both offers are now available for dining and carryout. Some exclusions apply. Visit your Buffalo Wild Wings in Bryant, Little Rock, Sherwood, Conway, Fort Smith, and in Jonesboro. Buffalo Wild Wings. Roar! Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pascal have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pascal protection plan. Call the pros at Pascal and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned. Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Arkansas falls on Saturday to the Kentucky Wildcats, setting you up as the 10 seed in the SEC tournament. You'll take on the Auburn Tigers and Bruce Pearl this Thursday at 6 o'clock on the SEC Network and right here on ESPN Arkansas and hitthatline.com. If Are you, there two more intense guys than Bruce Pearl and Eric Musselman? Mus. The all-SEC uh, intensity team. They would be starting guards, right? Hard to hard to say uh, uh, otherwise, and uh, I mean Chuck, you're you're gonna be right there on the floor, and uh, then back and forth of the coaches' boxes is like Tommy's saying, probably gonna be pretty intense. Yeah, it'll be a little different. We're uh, we're always across the floor. Okay. At the SEC tournament, it's not like a regular season game generally where you're right there, so it'll be a little bit different. But yeah, they'll uh, you know if you're a neutral observer, if you're just in the arena. I'd watch those two guys as much mm-hmm. as I'd watch the game. Absolutely. That part of the show right there. Bridgestone Absolutely. Bridgestone Arena is a great place to watch a game. I've watched Preds games, NCAA tournament games, SEC tournament games. Chuck, I always enjoy getting over to Nashville and watching these games, man. I like the way the setup is. I like the fact that you've got downtown hotels close to the arena that are within walking distance. I think that's one of the keys to a, to a good tournament site is uh, how close are decent hotels. Yep. You know, can you walk? Uh, is parking an issue? All those things. Um, Nashville's a good site. 
Important that you can walk to the game and crawl back to your room when it's all said. Crawl back to that. Yeah. Crawl to Broadway, Tommy. Yeah. I mean, it's Bridgestone's <laughs> on Broadway. I know. Man. Crawl back well, to your room. It's right in the middle of everything. Yeah. I know. That's it, for sure. It's uh, it's a great. Where are y'all in the Omni, Chuck? You guys know where you're staying? Um, I think it's a Renaissance. Okay. There's a pl- sure. plenty of nice hotels downtown and uh like t- like chuck and tommy are saying they're right there basically call the now strip. for the 79 dollars special this week yeah. see how far you get with that oh i wish that's uh, for the parking probably other stuff uh this weekend outside of basketball by the way i do want to mention kamani johnson uh him being honored on senior day i thought that was a, a really cool moment for him i had forgotten his brother dakari was on a couple of those kentucky final four teams yeah. I yeah, completely Dakari's forgot about that. a good that. player. Yeah. yeah, he's got a connection with Cal. They spoke mm-hmm. a little bit there on the floor, and they've known one another a long time. Oh, that's the uh, Arkansas-Kentucky Kamani Johnson connection. Women's softball team, they win all six games this week, and they'll host UCA tonight. They won their last 10 games. They get a Syrian. It was the Razorback Invitational last week. I think it was the Woo Pig Classic this week, but they go 6-0 and this week in clean sweep. Yeah, looking like a looking like a top ten team. Looking like a team that maybe can round into form. We'll see when SEC play begins. But you know, I don't know enough about softball. But I know this: the next step for them, as we know, is to is to get over there to Oklahoma City. Yeah. So uh, maybe this is a team that can do it. I've got an idea. What's that? You know, uh, they have uh, all these names for these weekend series. We need the Ty Richardson invitation. <laughs> I mean, if if Jimmy to... Kimmel can have a bowl game, if yes. Jimmy Kimmel can have his own bowl game, surely we could have. You know, the Ty Richardson classic. The, the friend zone classic. Yeah. Friend zone Throw classic. Throw a little, uh, you know, the friend zone classic. That'd be great. Yeah. Now, Throw a little money at him. You're and, in. Uh, that'd be awesome. Tommy, you're in marketing. Would that sell or unsell? I mean, is there a way for people to give their tickets back and say, we don't want <laughs> these want because of the name? Yeah, we want a <laughs> refund on this. <laughs> Oh man, that's just an idea. That's not. It's not. We a can put one. you out on the berm in your cowboy boots and your hat. Oh, the hat's coming this weekend. Yeah. It's Nashville. It's. Uh, I haven't worn that sucker in a while, but it's getting worn this weekend. Just make Go sure you don't have... look like a pro this weekend. Yeah. Thanks, man. Appreciate just, it. Just don't have a station logo on when you wear it. Yeah, so. I was gonna say, don't no. be afraid to wear the colors and the cowboy. <laughs> yeah. Got to do the whole uh, entourage, if you will. Baseball team sweeps. They're nine and two now. On the year, we're going to give away some more tickets for this Army game tomorrow at three o'clock. So be tuned for the, stay tuned for that next hour. We'll give away a pair of more tickets tomorrow. Phil told us in hour number one, this is the first time he played Army in ever in baseball, which I thought was kind of a cool stat. Well, when I, yeah, I don't know how much they come south, yeah. but obviously they are this year. When I think about Army, I don't even think I think about football, and that's no. about it. So. Well, Chuck, speaking of going south, uh, you know where the golf team's at right now, Tommy. The Cabo, Cabo Collegiant yeah. at yeah. Cove Club in Cabo del Sol. Sounds terrible. Go, go cover those games or go cover those matches, Tommy. Go cover uh, the golf team. They, I've a, always maintained college golfers have the best gig. Man. No question. That's the best gig. They practice in anonymity out there. You know, you don't play. Uh, it's not like football, basketball, where everybody's second guessing your every move. You know, you're uh, you're traveling all over the world, literally, uh, literally to play golf. And um, that's a good gig. That's a good gig. Being a college golfer at a major school, that's a pretty good gig for four or five years. Who's the short game coordinator? I mean, they, they short game we're, we're really yeah. going to have to look at the yeah. short game coordinator this year and see I don't if know who's coaching their chipping. <laughs> I don't know who the chipping coach is, <laughs> but, but that guy's got to go. Get better. He better get that better. That guy's got to go. I mean, that driving coordinator is all conference. I mean, look at, look at the, 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 the length off the tee this year, but the short game coordinator's got to get it going, guys. I'll hang up and listen. 
How That's many right. golf are there assistant golf coaches or is it just yes. head coach? Yeah. Okay. No, they gotta recruit. Hey, they're they they recruit internationally. They recruit internationally. That's some of these. I mean, we got the Darius Rucker Invitational out there in South Carolina and Hilton Head. You got the Cabo Collegiate. Yeah, I, Chuck, I, I when, when's the tournament in Muskogee? Yeah. I haven't heard when that one is. You know, doesn't sound like. <laughs> doesn't sound like it's anytime soon. Yeah, that is your hog update. As always, it's brought to you by Mister Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey. Call eight eight eight. Sparky. Brent's in Stuttgart this morning, the land of the ducks. Good morning, Brent. Good morning, guys. How we doing? Better now, Brent. How are you? Well, Chuck, I believe if I was, I believe I am, I believe myself as a man that rides in a wheelchair could make more free throws and layups than our basketball team. Oh. I honestly do if I had a day's worth of practice. I you think mean, you could have made three? You think you could have made three yeah, on Saturday? Could, yeah, I believe I could have made I believe I could have made three. I honestly I honestly do. And goodness gracious, I don't blame games on officials ever, but uh, the, it appeared to me they lost complete control of that game from the first foul. It was a tough game to call. I mean, it really was. I was laughing because I got frustrated because, um, hey, I know officials get, you know, caught up in the moment too. These guys, Daly did it, and then KB Burdett did it. They would come to the scores table, and they wouldn't tell you who the foul was on or they wouldn't tell you who the shooter was on. They'd go tell the coaches and all that stuff. And they, A couple of times, one time Daly realized it and came back over. The other time, KB Burdett never realized that he hadn't done all that. So – they had some communication breakdowns Saturday, but um, I'm not going to, you know, Tommy said it earlier, and he's right. I mean, I don't know what you do if you're an official there. I really don't because, I mean, they were just beating the hell out of each other in there. I mean, they really were, and, and there was contact on every play. Um, but it, it, it was one of those games that was frustrating to watch. If you were a fan of Arkansas, there were three or four calls that, man, you, uh, you're, you're still mad about. Yeah, They called 52 fouls. And they could have called 10 or 15 more. I mean, easily. I mean, it was just two a Two and rough, a half hour game. It was two yeah. and a half hour game. That's ridiculous. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic. Just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Here's must after the game. 
Well, I think every team should go in to the SEC tournament fighting for their season because it is a second season. The regular season is now over. I thought we did an incredible job. When you think about our one loss record and you think about the metrics and you think about the non-conference and you think about the success of the teams that we did beat in non-conference play, yes, we feel confident they weren't an NCAA tournament team. Just in case you didn't hear that, here's what it said. Yes, we feel confident they weren't an NCAA tournament team. He's... Pretty solid that this team, regardless of what happens on Thursday, is an NCAA tournament team. Well, it would have been news if he had said the other, you know, said anything else. I mean, every coach that's on or near the bubble is making a sales pitch to the committee right mm -hmm. now, a sales pitch to their fan base. So that's only news, Chuck. He said, boy, I just don't think we're good enough to make the tournament. That would have been noteworthy at that point. Well, he doesn't have to make a sales pitch. Arkansas is in. I mean, Arkansas is in. Um, you know, there's, like there, there's no need for lobbying. There's no need for lobbying. Arkansas is in. Now, you know, where they're going to be seated, I don't know. But they're going to be in the NCAA tournament. And for those, you know, when, when you've been to back-to-back -back Elite Eights and you have the type team at the beginning of the season that you think could go to the Final Four and you get to this stage of the season and you don't think that anymore, there's a tendency to believe that, well, they're not an NCAA tournament team. Um, they may not be a Final Four team. They might be. They, you know, doesn't look like right now they're going to be. But, you know, that doesn't mean they're not an NCAA tournament team. It just means they may not be a team that's going to do as well as a lot of people thought they would at the beginning of the season. And I'll say what I said earlier, to, uh, you know, earlier in the program. Um, have you watched much college basketball? I mean, really, beyond the teams Arkansas has played, have you watched much? If you have, you know Arkansas is an NCAA tournament team. There's not a dominant team out there. There's just not. There's not a team out there, save for maybe Houston, um, that has not gone through a period where they've not played as well. And, you know, up until conference play began, frankly, with Alabama, a lot of us said that I watch them sometimes and I think they could go to the national championship game. And other times I watch them and I think they could lose in the first round. Now, I don't think they're going to lose in the first round. But I think the glare from the spotlight's going to get them uh, before it's all said and done. And that spotlight's going to come back on Alabama once this thing, you know, once we get to Selection Sunday and everybody's focused on the NCAA tournament for one month, that glare is going to become overwhelming, I think, for Alabama. But they're still good enough to get there. But there are lots of teams that are. And I can't put my finger on one single one of them and say that's the favorite to win the national championship. And if you've watched much college basketball, go through the top 25. Go through the top 25 and tell me when you're done that there aren't, you know, that Arkansas is not among the 43 other teams that are good enough to be in the NCAA tournament. Of course they are. They're going to be in. I hope they beat Auburn. Uh, but if they don't, they're still going to be in. Of the SEC teams, guys, who do we trust the most to make the deepest run or maybe make the Final Four? Tennessee's been one with a reputation of coming up short you, you mentioned Alabama and the the bright lights can they can they get through it is is there a team with a coach and the in the makeup and the veteran build of a team that we trust a little bit more than the others we're rounding into end of season form here well Alabama is still the best team I mean regardless of all this other stuff that's happened Alabama is still the best team and if they don't wilt they'll get there um you know Tennessee's a great defensive team, and I know losing Ziegler is going to change things. And I don't know that, you know, you've had two late-season injuries that, um, you know, have really 
been season-altering for Tennessee with Ziegler, and you know Vanderbilt's been a fashionable pick, but I, you know, I can't see him winning the conference tournament without Liam Robbins. And so, um, there's no doubt Ziegler's injury affects Tennessee, but defensively, when it comes to getting stops, Tennessee's awfully good. And I will tell you that with Ziegler out, and I know this is going to be a stretch for some people, with Ziegler out. They are much longer defensively at the point. And I'm not saying they're better defensively, but I'm saying they're just as good. And, you know, that can carry you away. So although Tennessee does have a history of, you know, kind of wilting, I, I wouldn't count out Kentucky either. thing about the league is right now, there are three or four teams that you look at and you say, man, you know, if they get hot, um, they're good enough defensively. Because I'm going to tell you, they will guard you in the SEC. Well, if uh, you know, if they can score enough points and get on a little run offensively, they might make it. We haven't mentioned A&M yet. I still think, like Chuck said, it's Bama. And I know that the spotlight is going to be shining brighter than it has all season long based on everything that's happened. Uh, and Oates has not gotten back past the Sweet 16 since he's been in Tuscaloosa. But when you stack up Betty Ocko, Clowney, and Miller – the best front line in college basketball. It's not close. It was like Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler for Auburn last year. And I know they didn't make the run like people expected them to, but it's still Bama. Sheboy I hate to even talk about them. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not over all that. Yeah. I hate to even talk about them, but they are a good team. Miller was left off the, and, and I thought there was a possibility this happened. He got left off the Wooden Award watch list, or the finalist. It's well, the semis or finalist. I can't remember. The key on. word in all that is Wooden. And yep. you look at the, uh, you know, you look at the criteria for that award. It's not just who the best player is; it reflects who John Wooden was. And there are other criteria. So I'm not surprised at all he wasn't on the list. There's no blackballing there. He didn't meet the criteria beyond basketball that's required to win that award. And when you have an award that you know does have a character element to it, um, it just brings too much. Too much negative attention if you leave him on the list. So it's, it was much easier to eliminate him if you're just running it from a pure, a pure public relations standpoint. So that's one, and that's the big national. It's the equivalent of the Heisman Trophy in basketball. Is this going to be pretty prevalent in these next few? I mean, when we get the SEC Player of the Year, the Freshman of the Year, All-American list, and that's one, and you evaluate some of those things that you're mentioning off the court, well, too, we're going to see that the, happen. The one that matters is his draft stock. Does that take a hit? I mean, yeah, you'd like to have the accolade as an All-American and an All-League player and all that, but the one that hurts the most is if you slide down out of the lottery and tell it hadn't been picked as the number one overall pick. That's that's the message that's going to be the most expensive one is if the NBA says, you know well, what, we're going to drop you down the draft board here. Here's the sad reality. It hasn't changed a bit. Mm -hmm. It hasn't changed a bit. He's not going to drop one iota. None whatsoever. And uh, this, 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 this doesn't change a thing there. And, and, and again, that, that is the sad reality, but that's kind of where we are. There's a case to be made that he's risen based on the way he's played. No, I won't say that. I won't say that. But um, I don't think he's dropped. The number one player that's probably going to be drafted in this upcoming draft is a kid named Victor Ilmobueva or whatever, how you say his last name. But there's very much a thought process that Miller's going to go two or three based on the way that he's played this season and then even as of late. I don't know how he's going to play in the NCAA tournament, which has to be factored in as well in the SEC tournament. But, I mean, if you look at just the on-court, I know you have to factor everything in. He's been – he's the SEC player of the year and he's the, the SEC freshman mm -hmm. of the year. And it's really not close. 
But how he plays in the tournament, I think, you know, a lot of a lot of the hay is in the barn on evaluating him and and who he is and what kind of player he can be at the next level. I think we all like to think that uh, boy, you turn it on and your draft stock can really rise. It's kind of like winning a, a team winning a game here down the stretch. You might move a seed line or two at most, but mm-hmm. you know the opinion of him by NBA scouts is pretty well formed at this point. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to get a chance to play Alabama this weekend. So here's Arkansas' schedule: you play at six o'clock Thursday against Auburn on the SEC Network, and then here on ESPN Arkansas on HitThatLine.com. If you were to win Thursday night, you play at six again on Friday against Texas A&M. And then you would likely play the winner of either LSU, Georgia, Vandy, and Kentucky in that semifinal matchup on Saturday. That's the time is to be determined on that. But that's kind of your setup. You're not on Alabama's side of the bracket. You're on A&M and Kentucky's with the being so two and three. You want to play Alabama. That means you've had a deep run in the tournament. Yeah, so. yeah if you've been the nine scene, you'd play them Friday if you win. But on the other side, you can't play them until Sunday. Well, you, you mentioned the, the revenge aspect, Chuck. You get a chance who Auburn has beaten you once already this year, really stomped you in the jungle. Texas A&M, you split, and uh, you'd like, again, a chance, another crack at them on Friday. But there are some games this next week or this weekend that you, you, you got a, a chance to remit, be, uh, remedy some of the stuff that was wrong to a certain extent earlier this year. Well, you know, tournaments are strange. Teams get on runs. You know, you see strange things happen. Um, teams have different things to play for when they get there. And, um, you know, sometimes you catch lightning in a bottle. And it's not like, you know, if you win the first couple of games, you know, you know you're going to be in the NCAA tournament. You win the first couple of games. It's not like you can say, whoa, guys, let's let's put the brakes on. We don't really want to play four games. You know, we got to get ready for next week. I mean, mm-hmm. you can't do that. And sometimes teams get on runs and – it's fun to watch. You know, it's fun to watch when you do that. Maybe Arkansas will be one of those teams this year. We saw A&M catch lightning in the bottle till the championship game, basically. They beat you in the semis last year. Is there any indication that this team heading into this weekend could all of a sudden fix and turn around? You, you and I were discussing before the show that, I mean, you, you're pretty much locked into place on what well, this team is. I, I just don't think there's a lever you pull or a button you push or a flip or a switch you flip, and all of a sudden you become a team like you thought you were going to be and be a top four seed. And maybe it happens for one game. Maybe you, you play kind of like you did at Kentucky a few years ago or a few weeks ago, and you're at another level for 40 minutes. But what you're asking is how do you put it together, you know, for three or four games this weekend, make a run in Nashville. You know, then get hot in the tournament and sustain that for, for, for two or three weeks. I, I just think you are who you are at this point. And I just, the, the idea that somehow there's going to be a magic elixir uh, or some fairy dust that's going to be sprinkled over this team and all of a sudden you become a Sweet 16 or Elite 8 program again this year, I, I, I just don't see it. Well, you know, everything's new when you get to the tournament. I think we're basing a lot of our opinions today on what happened based on playing Alabama at Alabama, Tennessee at Tennessee, and playing Kentucky. Um, I think, you know, that's what's fresh in our minds. And so, um, you know, you mentioned the Kentucky game in Lexington. Um, You know, that was a night where it's like, man, you know, this team might be able to do it. Yeah. So they've got it in them. They've got it in them. Um, You know, you hesitate to – because you've got to play a good team Thursday and another one Friday, you know, you hesitate to say that it's not going to be quite like playing Alabama and Tennessee on the road and Kentucky, uh, you know, a team you'd beaten earlier. But, but, it, but it is going to be a little bit different. 
and you know teams get new life in tournaments i've seen teams in a lot of sports baseball and basketball primarily because those are your tournament sports but you know it'll it'll everything will seem lost i mean it'll seem like there's no way and you base that on what you saw at the end of the regular season and then teams something happens and i really think for this team if they could just win one game they can win one game they can win thursday um i'll take my chances on friday hey if you're buying or selling Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. That's what you need to remember. If you're buying a new home, if you're selling the one you've got, Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, are true real estate professionals. And, you know, it's important as you move through that process to have someone that can, that can take care of things. You know, there are a lot of contracts. We talk about getting from contract to close. There are a lot of contracts out there that don't make it to close. I think you'll find with Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company, that number is very, very low substantially below the national average. They take care of problems you don't even know come up. And that's how you get to the close. That helps you particularly if you're a seller. So if you're in the market, I do want to recommend them. I'll tell you about my experience sometime. It was great. I partnered with them to buy and sell. And both times, uh, we got from contract to close, and we got there in a hurry. Now, I've got an office in Fayetteville. They're in Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, Branson, Missouri. You're going to see their yellow signs all over town, and you can always log on to WeikerGriffin.com. I know this guy had a big weekend in Ozark as we welcome in Sterling in Center Ridge. He was on call for, I think it was the 1 or 2A game. Sterling, good morning, man. Uh, good morning to you, fellas. It was, uh, the 1A State Tournament Ozark, and it was a great time, and it was hosted by Counting Line at Ozark. So it was a, uh, the people at Counting Line did a wonderful job of hospitality and Take care of everyone out there. Uh, I didn't get to see the game. I didn't get to see much college basketball this weekend because of high school. But I have been watching it all season long, like Chuck was saying. You know, and you, I believe Arkansas is safely in the tournament. But there's a few things that if you say out loud, and you do question it. And I'm a Chuck. Uh, you know, I know the net rankings, and we still top 20 net ranked team. Uh, I think I think we're safe. I'm pretty sure of it, almost. But when you say out loud, if you lose Thursday, you're on a four-game losing streak, eight and ten in a regular season in your conference, the tenth place team in your conference. When you say those things out loud, you don't feel like a tournament team. You understand what I'm saying, Chuck? I hear you. I hear you. I certainly do. And uh. And on to what you were saying about the chairman and what Tommy was saying, how he didn't see it in this team. But once you get in that chairman, Chuck, you said it best. You know, anything can happen once you get in that chairman. And I just wanted to say this about <laughs> the way I feel. Chuck, I'm going to hire you as my fan coach. You are now – it, it don't pay well, but, but – uh, well, That's what he's been I, looking for. <laughs> that's exactly what I've been looking for is another low-paying job. <laughs> but – it seems like when I get when I get real high on a on a Razorback team, especially when you used to do the sports rap, when I get high, Chuck will bring you back down. When you get low, <laughs> Chuck will bring you up. You know, Chuck try to keep you in a, in a level place. You don't make him try to hide all the forks and knives. You know, you don't have to. When you get to talking to Chuck, you can bring the forks and knives back out. You know what I'm saying? So, and Tommy, Tommy, we're about the same age, so. I put you. I put you on like a level with me, and, and 
and Ty, I love Tyler Bell. He just needs a little bit more education. <laughs> but I love him. <laughs> no true okay, words y'all be been safe spoken. Over there. <laughs> y'all be safe over there, especially you, Ty, because I've been your age once. And your age and seems as a terrible mix in a place like Nashville. But at least you're supposed to be working, so maybe you'll get some, some work done. You put a little work for that. Uh, put a little work over there when you go over there. I think what Sterling's Thank suggesting, you, Sterling. and we brought this up earlier, the only way to educate Ty is about eight hours in the car with Chuck headed to Nashville. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, I, I just think you could be, uh, you could teach him a lot, Chuck. It's a real opportunity for you. It's another low-paying yeah. gig, but, you know, it's a real opportunity. Well, as enticing as that sounds, I'm going <laughs> to pass. There's supposed to be the, this mentor-mentee uh, connection that we were supposed to show. I don't know where you got that, that idea. Well, it's Tom. in your contract, Chuck. I mean, that's what <laughs> oh, that's Tom, Tommy signed you on for. And I couldn't afford that part. That was in, an upgrade. That was a that was an addendum I could not afford. Chuck's Ty. in breach of contract right now, <laughs> trying to trying to figure that out with the lawyers, yeah, but he's got well, good ones over there. Fire me. <laughs> fire me. Because I'm not doing it. I mean, there's a lot of good truck stops and, uh, you know, Barbecue joints along the way. You and Ty could stop at in between here and. Or we Nashville. could. I could get educated at the the local honky tonk. We'll find one next to the Renaissance <laughs> Hotel and figure it out there, Chuck. That's that's. Gotcha. I feel like that's a uh, a compromise on my part. You don't have to drive with yeah. me. You get the private jet, and then we can do that. Well, yeah. no, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm trying, Ty. I'm doing all I'm doing I can it. for you over it's here. It's about effort and energy, and I'm so, I'm doing my best to meet him halfway. So. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Brought to you by Breeden RV Center. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.